Featuring Morton, Disco, Grinter, Felicia, P.O.D., Emocio, Mike, Dilo, DiLorenzo, Paul, Max, Vaganati. And now from Dilo's basement is The Trail Show. Live from DiLorenzo Studios in the heart of Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district, you are listening to The Trail Show. We've been downloaded over 9,000 times and are now heard in 63 countries around the world. It is Friday, January 18th, and we are delighted to have you along with us today. A special thanks to all our listeners and folks downloading the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes and give us a five-star review. And more importantly, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your butcher. It's up to you to spread the word about The Trail Show. Today our show is sponsored by all of you who have donated to The Trail Show thus far. And a special thanks to Curtis Ware for his most recent donation. If you haven't donated and you're thinking about it, all you got to do is head over to thetrailshow.com and click on the PayPal button. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. We do. Thanks, sponsors. You put the beer in our cooler. That's right. And that keeps Dilo under control. Most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. That's what I was going to say. And it gives Max the flailing hands. So it's awesome. So thanks to our sponsors. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And, and seriously, we, you know, when we started this little podcast of ours back in May of last year, we'd have no idea that it would have generated kind of the buzz and the interest and the passionate following that we see on Facebook every week. And it's really cool. It's been it's been kind of a really neat thing. And um, we're you know getting close to ten thousand downloads now and. 63 countries, which is kind of crazy to think about. There's people all over the planet that are listening to this fly-by-night podcast that we do here every month. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, our hat's off to all you guys, and just thanks for listening. We've got some great things in store for 2013, and we hope to continue to entertain. Yep. Thanks for listening, and more importantly, thanks to those of you who have donated. So today, we'll be covering Mag's recent Chaco Canyon trip. Delo's monastery beer problems continue. <sighs> yeah, we'll get into that. So close this week too. POD and Disco's trip to Volcanoes National Park with a little bonus dirtbag camping tips and tricks that we're gonna we're gonna tell you. Uh, we got tales from the trail with Squatch live via satellite feed once again from Porter Ranch, California. We're going to get into the etiquette of hitchhiking and Delo's ultimate karma hitching story. Mind-blowing, man. It is. Is it? Full circle. Okay. I'm going to hit you guys with it. Best hitching story ever, seriously. Really? I haven't heard it, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Mags will be reviewing the movie The North Pole Conspiracy. Bunch of frauds. Just like Grandma (laughs) Gatewood. She's a fraud. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, and we're going to be debuting a new segment this week called Disco's Trail Tip of the Month, which you guys don't even know about because I'm just telling you right now. Because we don't have enough segments. That's right. Yeah. So oh, it's trust some. me. It, it's a very short segment. You'll see. And as always, we're going to have Beer of the Month, Ask a Hiker with D-Lo. We're going to have the Noodleheads Top 10, Ask a She-Hiker with P.O.D., and Trail of the Month. Did I miss anything, ladies and gentlemen? All our gear reviews we plan on having. 
Oh yeah, Mags, you've got like you know a good thirty minutes of gear reviews. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? Cool. Okay, good. Dyneema Cuban Silk Nylon Fabric this month. Yeah, <laughs> less less beer, more gear. Yeah, That's absolutely. Right. We've changed our ways. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, I need a fill up. Uh oh. Yeah, and speaking of fill up, we're gonna get right mm-hmm. into Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. All right, tonight we've got four different beers from Great Divide Brewing Company in Denver, Colorado. In my hand, I have the English-style ale. It's called the Hibernation Ale, and it is tasty, as uh, we've been sampling. We've also, a couple of you guys have broken open the Titan, which is Great Divide's IPA. Yes, it's a very fine IPA. Who's drinking the IPA right now? I am, I am. I am, I am. Max, you you got one of each. What's going on there? Well, I'm just about done with the, the IPA. <laughs> Whoa. And I'm geez. splitting a Hades with a POD, a Belgian style, which I have yet to try. Okay, yeah, so they have a Belgian style, which I didn't know about either. Um, and I've I'm been to the, sure. I'm pretty sure I've had this before. Well, we went to the brewery with um, uh, your friend okay. from Spain. Yeah, maybe you got it then. The I great, did. the Great Divide Brewery in Denver is a really cool place. It is a very cool place. It smells. There's a lot of beer on the floor, um, but it's a great <laughs> place to drink beer. It that is. is such a great endorsement. It smells and it does. <laughs> it feels of sticky beer. It's the floor is sticky. There's beer on the floor, it, but it's and it smells like spilled beer. But it's a wonderful place to hang out and just drink beer. And it's only five blocks from the Colorado Rocky Stadium, so you can go catch a four dollar baseball game, and then walk down to the Great Divide Brewing Company and have beers after the the game. And you can take the bus back. Oh, the only thing you cannot do at the Great Divide Brewery in Denver, Colorado, is eat food. Yes. Well, they have a food truck outside oh, they now. Do? Okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. I mean, it's not theirs, but I think they partner with somebody. Uh, awesome. A lot of breweries now have food trucks. Yeah. They don't have kitchens, but a food yeah. truck will pop in front. And it's all good. Well, I've seen that happen. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Strange Brewing Company does that. So does yeah, um, I try Denver Beer the, Company. Uh, food over there. But anyway, back to Great Divide. Yeah, if you want some more info on their beer, and I suggest you go get some, you can go to greatdivide.com. Oh, what are you? So so you're drinking the Belgian. I've of got the English I'm style. Of course I'm drinking the Belgian. You've got the IPA. Uh, I switched to the Hades. Okay. I'm going to have the first sip of it right now. And there's also a rye, um, a rye lager in there that we haven't oh, oh, gotten lovely. into just yet. We'll check that out. The more. wheat's pretty good. Okay. Great Divide. So... Let's get right into it. Mags, you took a trip to Chaco Canyon. I did, and it was a really great middle of nowhere, New Mexico. Yeah. To put it in, in geographic locations, so it's about 50 miles from Cuba, and you go over Cumbres Pass to get to it. And, you, and does everybody know where Cuba, New Mexico is? If you've done the CDT. <laughs> well, that's Fidel Castro's. That's, that's right. right. His hometown, well, I think. Uh, yeah. for, for you CDTers out there, hopefully you know where Cumbres passes and Chama. I mean, nearest big city is probably Durango, I guess, or North Farmington. Farmington, yeah. Farmington. Not, not Farm- really a big city. It's but. funny because I don't know where Farmington is, <laughs> but I know where Cuba is. Yeah. <laughs> and Chama. Well, because you had CDT. I know, I know. But you go down 20 miles of washboard dirt roads to get there. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, it's pretty isolated. But Chaco itself, it's really impressive. Thousand-year-old buildings. It was basically a trading center for all the Anasazi. Hmm. So Utah, New Mexico, Mesa Verde, etc. Yeah, lots of old temples. They found copper bells from Mexico City, cocoa from Mexico City. What? Yeah, it was a huge trading area. They found roads. It, rem- it reminded me of ancient Rome in a way. All these old buildings with roads and. Did you have more than twenty minutes to explore? Oh yeah, 
Do they do uh, pro deals on the sandals and stuff there? <laughs> I'm afraid not. They didn't make Chaco sandals there. I was very disappointed. And, uh, and what about all those uh, washboard roads in ancient Rome, right? <laughs> Is that Did that kind of bring back memories? That didn't. Yeah. But the wide avenues that were 30 feet wide did. Hmm. You know, big trading center, ancient buildings. And went to minus seven there one so, night. So what, what did you, like, how far did you guys hike? Or how, what, what There's actually do? some great hiking trails there. Is that what you guys did? Yeah, you can hike and explore the ruins. It goes above the mesa into the canyon. Okay. Hmm. Probably did about 15, 20 miles total hiking. I mean, they're like four or five to seven mile hikes, so it's not that much. Okay. But, and you go Pueblo Benito, which is really cool. So I would, if you're really into, it sounds really cool. I think we should go. <laughs> if you've ever it does done sound this, cool. you know, this on the CDT they have the Gila Cliff Dwellings. Yeah, that was right. one of the major far outliers of that area. Just give okay. me an idea of what it might be like. Right. Right. Wow. So anyway, I'd, I'd recommend it. I really would like good. to go. I think we should do a little trail show trip to. Ooh. Oh yeah, we're remote Chaco recording Canyon. from Chaco Canyon. Right. <laughs> no, it's well worth it. It's just. You know, see a civilization like this a thousand years old. And so how long were you down there? Five days. Four nights, four, five days. So was it just car camping or was there... Yeah, any, it was, there's no, no back overnight country. hiking. No backpacking. Okay. Was, was there some day hiking? There was some day hiking. Did you bring any books to read? I did. I had a book on Chaco. No. <laughs> I was reading it. <laughs> so it, it like... Was it the, the sandal catalog? Yeah, exactly. You? Okay. I was actually going to ask about that. Is there any connection between this Chaco Canyon and the sandals? Other than they like the name, there's, if you Google Chaco Canyon, the name of a coffee shop comes up in Washington State as well. What? Uh, so people, it's a very well-known area among, you know, the... the it's types. just like the company Patagonia. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, good Bingo. point. Sure. Well, if you're into the outdoors, beautiful canyon, lots of history, very isolated. Cool. Let's, let's end that segment with the... I, I ate some bad bologna. <laughs> did you have any bologna on, on the trip? I, I did not. Okay, cool. And that's surprising <laughs> because it wouldn't have gone bad because it was minus seven. It was minus seven. That's what the ranger said. It would have been bologna popsicles. Yeah. Did you yeah. guys have enough gear for minus oh, seven? Oh, yeah. We have minus 15 bags. Okay. We went into the visitor center and the ranger said, you know what went to minus seven last night? But, wow. But bologna doesn't really freeze from what I understand. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's so, it's actually it's actually a good food to bring in freezing cold temperatures because it doesn't actually freeze. So no bologna skulls. No bologna skulls. Okay. No no oh. bologna popsicles. Just Gross. straight up pliable bologna. <laughs> oh wow! Feel sick. All right. So with that, Pli- um, we're talking about pliable bologna, people. Delo's D- monastery beer problems continue. Yep. So and close this week. We were so close. So our good friend Scooby who uh, is an AT through hiker and certified beer judge, actually got his hand on a six-pack of the West Veletran 12. Was that what that was? I think, I think it was only a sixer. Yeah, he got a six-pack. He was going to bring, he was going to guest on the show, bring the beer. We were going to do a blind taste test. Really? I didn't realize we were going to do a blind yeah. taste test. Yes, but our good friend Scooby has what seems a lot of folks in the U.S. have right now. I think now. he's got it's bird flu. Yeah, the H1N1 bird flu, or something. Spanish flu, maybe. I don't know. Crabs. Don't know. Swine flu. So he had to cancel on us, but we're going to get him back on the show sometime this year, hopefully sooner and later. And, and hopefully he still has that monastery beer for us. But yeah. I, yeah. I, let's not hold our breath because we'd be holding it for months. Yeah. And true. we'd die if we held it that long. Or, we would, yeah. Or pass out at the very least. Anyway, get better, Scooby. We That's hope right. you uh, get well soon. Have some chicken soup. All right. You know what we got to do now, guys. Hey, you know who else is online? Pepper. Oh. <gasps> <gasps>
call Pepper. We got we got a couple minutes. You guys want to? Let's him? ask. Let's do the performance enhancing yes. drug segment. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm gonna call him. Yeah, can we record this? It's recording. Oh, awesome. Okay. He doesn't ever press stop anymore because of the incident. Oh, yeah, we gotta do this. <laughs> he has no idea. He's not gonna answer. Oh, that'd be so funny. Hey, this is Sean. Uh, leave a message and I'll get back to you. Oh. Let's leave a message. Hey, hello. <laughs> Hi, Sean. This is Disco, Mags, D'Lo, and P.O.D. from The Trail Show. Um, it's The Trail Show. We were just killing a little bit of time. We thought we'd give you a call. And we have some really important questions yes. for you. And I also have a picture that I need to send you from Sarah. Ooh. Ooh. It may involve some bejeweling of parts. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Baloney. It's with a very heavy heart we ask this question. No, let's not ask him. Yeah, right no, now. no, no, no. Oh, okay. Wait till he calls back. Call us back, dude. Okay. And we saw your, your picture on the cover of the magazine. Hot. Yeah. Later, brah. You look like Tim Tebow. <laughs> Live via satellite feed from Puerto Ranch, California. We're going to have Squatch tonight, hopefully, as long as he answers this call. Maybe I'll play a prank on him. You always say that, and then you never do. You just do that weird hello thing. Hello? Yellow! Can you, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Can you hear us? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like everything's going as planned, then. Yeah. So, uh, how are you guys doing? So great. Happy New Year, Squatch. Uh, to you as well. Thank you. <clears throat> We're drinking cold beer. I, I prefer that as opposed to lukewarm or... Oh, you're not, you're not British? They no. like the beer warm. It's disgusting. Room temp. Piss warm. Like, yeah, the Guinness crap. It, just look, it looks like it leaked out of somebody's transmission. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. That's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, and like a yeah. transmission from a sick car. Exactly. I'm not talking like a nice new Jag. I'm talking like an old, like my car. That's yeah. what it looks like. Like a '78 Pinto or something. Perhaps. Oh, speaking yeah. speaking of cars, if anybody is happens to be in the market for a Uh-oh. car, I happen to be selling a car. What is it? Wow. It's a 2004 Toyota Matrix manual transmission, which is really fun to drive. Happen Five to be selling five. that. Squatch need a car. He had it all Simonized. It's waxed oh, and it's vacuumed. It's just, just, just detailed. It's golden. I mean, it is. it's it really just great. Is. It's gold, baby, gold. Very reliable. You got an, another ninety-five thousand uh, miles. I have a Honda Civic, which has been running well for four years. Uh, so, uh, but thank you. Was, oh, yeah, no problem, man. Squatch, was that the Civic that was on the four hundred five? No, that was the. That was an Acura Legend. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, How appropriate. Legend. I, I, we got some good feedback about that 405 story. I think I shared some of it with you. Good. And did uh, Fruit of the Loom call with any offers? <laughs> no, but I think Gap Khakis did. Yeah, awesome. they want to do a new ad. <laughs> it involves you and a big crock pot full of chili. Oh, my oh. gosh. <laughs> Before or after? <laughs> Both. 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 Doesn't really change. Yeah, and the Navajo shooter left a he left a voicemail for you, but I well, I lost it. Sorry. It's okay. So uh, I'm, amazed, I'm amazed he could call. <laughs> <laughs> How's the video editing going? 
It's uh, it's going good. It's uh, I'm going up to the Bay Area visit some hiker uh, friends this uh, upcoming week to show the rough cut of it, and uh, I was just doing some GoPro uh, uh, logging, and uh, yeah, happy with it uh, so far. But you know, you never you know you never know till you're done. So it, 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 I might think it's great, and then I I could show it to those folks up there, and they're like, you, "You're going to release this?" <laughs> so, um, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We have total faith in you. So are you are you still planning on February release? Y- yeah, I'm thinking uh, by late February. It wouldn't be any earlier than late Oh, February. I thought it was going to be a Valentine's release. No. No? There's no, no romance in the, the new yeah. film? No trail tale? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's the feel-good romantic uh, uh, documentary of the year, but you know, I want it to be as good as it can be. So right. uh, yeah. actually maybe August. Okay. <laughs> Great. Wow. It just yeah. Christmas yeah. is coming in August. Wow. So, dude, before we go, I, I just have to because I am totally uh, uh, entranced and and uh, amazed at this whole Me? tale. Story. I know. I get that all you, the time. Yeah, well, that's always true. But have you, have you have you any of you been reading in depth about the whole the, you know the tale the 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 the, the non existent girlfriend thing going on? No. no. Uh, wow, you, did you guys practice that all in unison? <laughs> no. no. The Three Stooges. Uh, well, then I won't bring it up. Cause okay. Great. you got to read about it, though. It's, it's, okay, it's, I'll look it's it a up. catfish for real, maybe, but I actually think he, he's aware of what's going on. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. That's well, our show. Good night. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> Thanks for that story. We'll type it into the Google Squatch. Okay. Yeah, you guys might want to read. There's a website called CNN. You may want to look into that every once in a while. Okay. Never. Oh, do they do gear reviews on CNN? Yeah, we're all about gear reviews nowadays. No. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you got any uh, stories? Anything you want to share? Well, you know, news in the evening. I was like, "What what the hell am I going to talk about?" I've I've blown my wad on the (laughs) soiling. And then, you know, the, the drunk dude in uh, South Lake Tahoe. But so what did I do? I fired off an email to you. And here you are acting all dumb. Like, well, you're going to. I don't know what you're talking about, Squatch. No, I'm, I'm you, sorry. You, you, I think, brought up a pretty good story. Again, there is no uh, defecation or vomiting as far as I well, recall. Okay. Tales, But uh, this was a kind of a fun thing that happened last year while I was uh, on the AT uh, shooting my film, Flip Flop Flip, and available at SquatchFilms.com. And nice plug. Thank you. And um, so I met this guy. First of all, I get lost. I mean, I'm in Vermont, right? And I, I somehow I, I'm off the trail or I, I, at first I don't know. I'm going under these power lines. And for the first time, I, I use this app that, you know, uh, parallels the, the AT. So I get that out and I'm like a quarter mile off the trail. So oh, good God. So, I'm, you know, I'm heading up this thing, this grassy hill. And I start back down. I look back down. And there's this guy, this long, straggly, like grayish hair. It's got to be like mid sixties, and he's coming up where I just came up. And he's like, he looks up at me and he goes, "Hey, is this uh, is this the AT?" I go, "No, no, I'm, I got lost." He goes, "Son of a bitch, mother!" <laughs> God, damn. I'm like, "Wow, this guy seems like I'm going to interview him." So I go down there. His name is Bob Seidel, uh, Trillium Buffoon. Oh yeah, Buffoon. Yeah, yeah, and mm. within just like a few minutes, he tells me uh, I'm talking about you know he's a very naturally funny guy, and that he's a still working comic at the ah. what 69 last year, and he still does like some cruise ships here and there, and 
And then oh, I told cool. him I had done stand up for twelve years. And he's yeah, like, oh, I bet the two the two of the you odds? together. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. What are the like, odds? Yeah, because what are the odds? Two comics got lost on the same odds. We got to hike together. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> no, and he's a, he's an awesome guy. So we ended up hiking kind of off and on for a few days. So like, I think it was a few days later. Uh, he had gotten to the shelter first. Again, this is uh, somewhere in Vermont. The weather's getting a little dicey, and it's really the, the thunders building, storming. Bob, you know, uh, he's actually doing some great. Uh, I'm interviewing him on tape about, you know. Uh, how the trail kind of gives you a, a nice anti-materialism uh, point of view and all this. And he's doing a, doing a great job. And then all of a sudden, you know, we had a couple of really close lightning hits. He starts freaking out. And all of a sudden, this huge, huge, well, for me anyway, being on the West Coast, big old uh, hailstorm hits. And it's just, it's just thwacking down on the top of the, it's a metal roof thing at this shelter. Forgot the name of the shelter. And it's just blah, blah, blah. It's like machine gun fire. Blah, blah. Bob's like, oh, my God. Holy <laughs> shit. Christ, I can't believe it. <laughs> Turned into a Jewish mother. <laughs> want some borscht? Anyway. So that, just as that's letting up, this like 18-year-old kid shows up in, in the, in, into the, in the shelter. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Because okay? he was out in it for a while, obviously. Yeah. Goes, yeah, I'm doing okay. My, uh, my mom and my brother are coming up. And, and uh, what's, your, what's your mom's name? Oh, Lion Queen. And I had heard a couple days prior that of this lady lion queen and she was supposedly a very large woman and i didn't know how big until <laughs> she showed up and 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 so the 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 hail stops and the rain stops and this lady shows up and she is she's huge she's a big lady, very sweet about 300 pounds wow obviously not in shape with her about um i'm gonna guess 10 11 year old son the other son and hmm. she's wearing some kind of she's got plastic on and and she's got and the reason she's called Lion Queen is because she's carrying a stuffed lion behind her shoulders that is covered in plastic and it right. was just so freaky so she had a they get into the you know they, they start drying off she changes into some kind of awkward moo moo thing <laughs> <laughs> and then she just all of a sudden she goes she goes hey would you, would you guys mind if I play a little trumpet <laughs> what I'm like what? You're in a you're in a shelter, right? In the middle of in a shelter in the middle of nowhere, just just poured ass rain and and uh, hail. And she goes, "Do I mind if I play a trumpet?" So I'm thinking, you know, some little toy trumpet thing. She pulls out a friggin' Kentucky Derby start thing, brass trumpet, and she's like, "Oh my god!" So, and my guess is it's going to be horrible because you know there's this 300 pound lady with a moo moo on. <laughs> And a stuffed lion. Yeah. Oh my! God. And a stuffed lion, exactly. And so she sits down and she plays. Did she really? play the Circle of Life? Yes. And this was what's odd because the, the lion started dancing. Very. <laughs> <laughs> she, she plays very well, I might add, uh, a version of Amazing Grace. It's in the film Flip Flop Flippin', available at SquatchFilms.com, and. Nice so one. she plays like the whole thing. Well, not, I don't know how long Amazing Grace goes on, but you know, like a like appreciable <laughs> yeah. stanza or whatever. It sounded good, yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm just sitting there, I'm like looking at Bob, and we're like, oh my god, you know. And she finishes it, and you know, give her applause and all that. And I'm like, well, that was that was pretty cool, you know. And then and then she mentioned something about you know, but it's always been my dream. I've always wanted to like be able to play the uh, Star Spangled Banner at a at a 
I think she said major league game. I don't. It's hard to imagine somebody have a dream. I want to play in a minor league. Game. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but she says, "Yeah, I'd like to do that." And then she's out on the out on the edge of the hut now. And then all of a sudden, you know, and, and, and I don't know. Anyway, she plays that not as well as uh, as uh, Amazing Grace. Yeah. But uh, and then she finishes, and then you know, I just I'm running camera of course i pan over to bob and he's like that's it oh my god that's it I'm, i give up i'm gonna go enlist after that Jeez. <laughs> he's like what are the he goes oh my god what what are the last couple of days the last couple of days i saw a naked guy and a trumpet player on the at <laughs> <laughs> who says uh, who says life is dull and then i said i'm not even meaning the lady not even thinking i'm thinking he said naked guy and trumpet. And then I said, well, I thank God they weren't combined. You know, that it was a naked guy. That's what I'm thinking in my head. And so while I was editing this film, I mean, and, and as you know, uh, Disco, you know, you edit, you go over and over and over stuff. Yeah. And some things don't even occur. That never occurred to me that somebody could interpret it that I was talking about her. <laughs> right. And after I released the film and I go, yeah, I really like the film. Man, you really gave that, that big lady a dig. I go, what are you talking about? I go, oh, my God. Oh, ow, wow. And then the thing is, she, and when you look at the tape, it's like she took it that way, too, but was such a good sport about it. Because when I paint over to her, she's just like, yeah, no kidding. You know, like, <laughs> so anyway, that was a, that was a really good day. And uh, that, that was probably my favorite day last year on the trip because it just had this. The storm was so weird and Bob was great to be around. And, you know, this, a, a huge lady shows up and plays the trumpet. <laughs> So, uh, I was amazed that you were actually rolling tape the whole time because you did catch most of this entire story on flip flop flipping. And yeah, well, available at scratchfilms.com. That's right. Good plug. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, no need to do the www. No. And, um, <laughs> and so uh, it was just good because it was you know Bob was on a roll just talking you know philosophy of the trail. Then the storm hits. Then the sun shows up. Then it ends. And the fat lady with the trumpet. So, <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, uh, man. Just uh, an average day on the AT, right? It, it's only the Appalachian Trail that would have this. I'm, no other trail will have this combo. Probably That's not. That's true. Damn. Not, yeah. Not yeah not. You're, you're much more apt. It, it's hard to imagine anything even kind of remotely like that <laughs> happening on the CDT. Oh, crap. Yeah, no. Yeah, it not a chance. Like, you're lucky you know, if you see another human being, you know, two, three weeks at a time out there. Yeah, you'd have to act out all the parts yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and set up set up your camera off in the distance. You know? Know. Exactly. That's what Savant did. It's true. Enough of my ramblings. Uh, I guess you guys actually do the real stuff. How do you do this? Do you like? Do you then edit this into the show? We actually just cut your piece out afterwards. Okay. No, actually, <laughs> basically. What do you mean? How do you do this? Have you not listened? Yeah, to man. It? Aren't you downloading Are you every show? Me? You know, dude, I gotta be on. I haven't because oh, don't say it's watch. Oh, I'll I'll stop the oh. show right now. I'll stop I'm the so, show. Wait a, hey, wait a minute. Hold on. How many the Bigfoot shows have you listened to? All of them. Shut um, up. We watched your Roadside America show at a rock. Yeah, we did. We I actually did. showed it. I actually oh, showed egg, it. This exit only. Yes. yes. Oh, cool. Love that. So there DVD. we go. Yeah. That's some deep squatch. Can folks still, still just out of curiosity, can folks still get this exit only if they wanted to? You, you know what? This is a true story. I literally, I'm looking back at my shelf right now. I literally have 
three copies left. Ooh. That is easily my worst selling CD. Are really? you serious? It's such a good yeah, movie. We loved it. Seriously. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know what it is? Is because there just wasn't. I thought there was a bigger love of the niche of roadside attractions. And so when I, I only sell it on Amazon, but what I'm going to do this year, I'm going to. Um, Why don't you put it on um, Squatch Films? Available. So. Yeah, on SquatchFilms.com. At SquatchFilms.com. You don't, never mind the www, but we're in the modern age. <laughs> Squatch, our program director's come into the studio. He's telling us to get the F off the damn uh, Skype machine. So I, I'm going to have to roll. But hey, listen. Uh, next next month is our Valentine's edition show, and, and we're hoping yeah. that you might have a story of romance and intrigue. Oh, we intrigue. know that you do. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, man. Trails of the tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Tales, Trails tales from the trail. Tales yeah. from the trail. Ooh, yeah. I will, yeah. will uh, peruse the, uh, the brain the cells for that. Okay. Uh, the ones that you haven't killed yet with alcohol? It's a, I don't drink that much, dude. It's oh, pure just the weed? Just the weed and the smack. This I and see. the smack. Okay, good. You get that from Weed California, right at the um, the hotel there. I know. I'll go back there for that <laughs> for that show, just uh, for you guys. Good. Sweet. All right, Squatch. Happy New Year, my friend, and we'll be in touch next month. All right. Have a good show, guys. Later. Bye. And there it was, another edition of Scott Harris' Tales from the Trail. Curtis Ware, uh, thanks for donating this month. The Great Divide is awesome. I'm already drunk, so that's good news for disco. So you're drinking. <laughs> hey now, so you're drinking the Hades uh, Belgian style L, and I've moved. And I in, love these. I don't Hades. I've moved into Ooh. the Rye Lager, which is actually pretty good. I'm I not like a huge the Rye fan. Lager. You, are you drinking it too? I had like a one ounce sample. Okay, I'm not a huge fan of rye beers, but this is fairly palatable. I think it was more than one ounce. Maybe an ounce and a half. Whatever he had is leftovers. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. It was like... All right. Anyway, that? moving on. We're, we're drinking out of small glasses for a reason here, Disco. <laughs> I know. Otherwise... And, and you're not playing by the rules. And no more double IPAs. That's right. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about our recent trip to Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. Your show is pretty good, but you need to do more gear reviews. The Trail Show. live from 5,400 feet above sea level. It's The Trail Show. And we're back. You can always find us at www.thetrailshow.com, facebook.com slash thetrailshow, twitter.com slash trailshow, and of course on cafepress.com slash thetrailshow. P.O.D. and I went to Hawaii recently. A little ukulele music for the it people. Was so fantastic. It was fantastic. <gasps> I really wanted to just shred our tickets back and just forget about it. I thought about not getting on the plane. I know, me too. I mean, the plane back. Yeah. Getting on the plane going there was pretty easy. Yeah. So, we went to Hawaii for two weeks. We spent a fair amount of time in Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. Um, as this it turns true? out, you can pay 10 bucks to get in the park, and then they have a free campground. That you can use for seven days. At a clip. And we used it. 
Because we didn't have any lodging set up. Zero. Wow. Yeah, we did a lodging-free vacation. We did. Mainly because of financial constraints. Exactly. I know and it was I, fun. It was fun to not stay in any hotels, you know? It was kind of nice. I know the listeners really think nice. we make a killing off this show, you know? but Yeah, not so much. <laughs> Mags will, will probably tell you different. No. Yeah, <laughs> not, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, have, we have 50 cents left in the trail show checking account essentially <laughs> hit that oh. paypal button folks yikes so anyway we did um we had heard there was a number of backcountry campsites you could go to and nobody does overnight backpacking on their trip on their vacation to hawaii yeah i mean the reality is that for most people who are going to go like stay in hotels and do all kinds of stuff it's kind of a hassle to also pack your backpacking stuff and then for us, we basically pack our backpacking stuff and like an extra pair of underwear. So <laughs> that's all we did. Well, it is a vacation. You're yeah, going to luxurious. Yeah, Hawaii. It's not cold. I mean, you don't need any other clothes. You just, you know, your bathing suit and like a dress and maybe an extra pair of underwear in case, you know. A, a moo Too much. Yeah. A moo Did you bring a moo I did not bring a moo How about a trumpet? Disco, did, did you bring a moo You know what no. I brought? Yeah. I brought a sarong, oh, cool. which you can yeah. wear as cool. a muumuu, yeah. which I did several nice. times. Yeah, because I would have brought a muumuu. I always travel with a muumuu. And I got to say, yeah. one of the things I love about the islands is that people are way more okay with way more skin. Yeah. And I've never understood because I feel like underwear and bikini are the same thing to me. They look the same. Sometimes underwear is more. Yeah, it's the same coverage. I don't know. It's the same thing to me. I don't get it. But in Hawaii, where people just like live in their bathing suits, people don't care. You know, people are changing by their cars, and people are walking around with bikini tops on. Old ladies, young ladies. I mean, it's just, it's really nice. It's really, like, relaxed. I like that, you know? It's just like, whatever. You know? So the bigger Skin. the hikes we did was a 30-mile hike, overnight hike in the park. Um, we kind of took the long way around to get to a specific beach campsite that we had been told was incredible. And we were also told not really to talk about what campsite it was by some of the locals so which we won't we'll just say it was a, a really actually probably the most fantastic beach not even beach campsite but just the most fantastic beach i've been to in hawaii so we got to said beach campsite and uh, we were only going to stay there one night and we ended up yeah we ended up staying a couple nights and it was great the second day I woke up and I was like, I'm going to go exploring. And I walked out onto some of the lava rock and was looking at the ocean. And I turned around and looked back at our campsite and there was this enormous double rainbow. Wow. Double complete Oh my God. Let's just stay here forever. Get on the trail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then Bert showed up. Bert. Bert. Bert is a German who's been living on the Big Island of Hawaii for over 20 years and coming to the specific place for over 20 years, several times a year. Hardcore guy. He was on the national rugby team in Germany when he was younger. And the funny thing is that, okay, so he's a German. He still has, like, the German accent, but he's tan. <laughs> like, he doesn't look like a German. He's so tan. And um, so he hiked in and set up a tent, and he came over and was like, Offered us a cold beer. I'm like, wow. In the middle of this beach. A bit burger. Yeah. So he gave Disco a cold beer, and he has this whole system. He's been coming there so much that he knows exactly when to put the beers in the freezer and when to take them out so they don't explode. Yeah. And I've... then he hikes, hikes in six solid fro- frozen solid beers, tall boys, 12 actually, tall boys, 
And by the time he gets to the campsite, they're mostly defrosted. And he can drink them ice cold. Wow. And the funny thing is that he was telling us about the system. He was like, yes, but I did, I did something wrong because one of the beers cracked on the way in. So I lost one beer. And you know, for a German, that's pretty hard to take. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the funny, funny thing is, so we went to Germany earlier, or I should say in the summer of 2012. That's the first time I had Bitburger. And I thought, you know, uh, this is great, lovely beer. So here we are just on a random beach in Hawaii, and this super tan German guy rolls in with ice-cold bit burgers. And I'm like, where the, where the hell am I? What? And, I? and he had hiked in 11 miles from a different trailhead. And I'm trying to figure out, like, how are these beers this cold? You know, he's just hiked across lava rock for four hours. And then he explained his whole process of freezing the beer, but but for not too long. And I was always under the impression, if you put a beer in the freezer, it's going to explode, right? But there's it explodes at a certain point. You just have to get it out before that it's point. German, German efficiency. Precision, man. I love it. it yeah. <laughs> and uh, he had wine for us, and he made us coffee in the morning with Kahlua. Oh, How big is this pack? I mean, uh, not that big. No, he just, he's got his system dialed, and he had hiked in some of the wine like a week before. Yeah. So. And, German efficiency. And remember, most people in Hawaii don't wear clothes. Yeah. So he didn't have to carry any clothes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that saves. He actually hiked in a tent that he set up for someone else. So you could say he did less gear and more beer. Yes, he did. He is is the the poster child for the trail show. We should let him know. We need to get in touch with Bert. Maybe we'll Skype him. If the efficient Germans can do less gear and more beer, we should all do less gear and more beer. I agree. I agree. And we did some other cool stuff, too. Saw some coral. We watched some kid. We were at the Cook Monument, which has incredible, snorkeling. amazing snorkeling. Not a lot of fish, per se, but tons of just really cool coral. But every nook and cranny has a sea urchin in it. Oh, and this yeah. kid was there. He was like 10, 11 with his parents. And his mom was swimming, and his dad wasn't. And he was like, I'm not wearing my flippers anymore. And his dad was like, you have to wear those. There's bad things on the rocks. And he refused, and then like 15 minutes later, he came out with like 15 urchin spines stuck in his foot. Ow. Yeah. And it's a two-mile, 1,300-foot hike out. Ow. And so he was all like flagging down the police, at, you know, ski-doo thing. Can you guys take my son out on a boat? He stepped on an urchin, and they're like, nope. <laughs> oh. And he's like, he's in a lot of pain, and they're like, yep. Happens every day. And then we were standing around there, and it's funny, because like his dad came over to POD and said... What are you girls doing up here <laughs> on this trail? <clears throat> it, was anyway, so, it was so weird. I don't know why he said that. So it was like a miserable hike out, I'm sure. for the, We left because we couldn't deal with the drama that was starting to unfold. No. But anyway. Um, Lots of good a coffee. Just a note to anyone who's going to visit any ocean location. I'm just going to say it's good to wear water shoes in the ocean. Because <laughs> those things hurt. Mags, the story about the Kona coffee, it's true. It's really Delicious, good. Delicious, good yeah. coffee. Really good. We uh, actually brought back some um, green, some unroasted beans for our friend really? Hearsay, who was a guest a few shows ago. Yes. And he does his own roasting. And he said that it was very rich, delicious. Wow. Yeah. So. Awesome. It, it was really good. A- as was um, some of the local beer, their own. Yes. Kona Brewing Company. We spent a few happy hour sessions there. That was lovely. Very happy. 
So anyway, we almost didn't come back, but we wanted to do the trail show. So here we are, back oh, in Colorado. We could yeah. just all do it over Skype, right? You could just Skype us in. Yeah. I think. yeah. Or you guys could all just come to Hawaii once yeah. a month. Well, we once a month. Once a month. Okay. We, we would love that. You could yeah. rack up frequent flyer miles and That's things. That's right. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank well, you. Tonight, <laughs> our big discussion, at least we're hoping it's going to be, is the etiquette of hitchhiking. And that's going to include Dilo's ultimate hitchhiking karma story. Ultimate. But let's say that story for last because it's that good. Okay. All right. Well, we need to talk about, I guess Pepper kind of suggested this at the end of the last show. Um, that, that, you know, it might be good for us to kind of talk about some tips, tricks, some rules, some things about hitchhiking mm-hmm. that you may or may not have thought about. Um, Dilo, I think... Who's got the most hitchhiking experience in the room? I would say D'Lo. I yeah, I, I think do. I think D'Lo. I I've been known to hitchhike. Uh, I've been known to hitchhike. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, he got home tonight by hitchhiking. I saw him on the side wow. of the road. Yeah, yeah. Hitchhiker. Well, Actually, I I don't hitchhike in urban areas. No, I only hitchhike. He in was urban out with areas. a homeless, and so he's like, "Give me a hitchhike." Exactly. Man. Yeah. Flying signs. Well, um, I actually had a question about the hitchhiking. Uh, from a listener. Yes, and it relates to actually my own experience as well, which was about as a female when you're hitchhiking, what what to do when you're doing that long, awkward drive into town and you're trying to find you know Shiker. stuff to talk about, and then like, hey, do you want to go get something to eat? And like, if you were with a group of people, you'd be like, cool, yeah, awesome. But when you're just by yourself and it's like one creepy dude that pick you picked you up. It's kind of like a what, little awkward. What do you say? No, sir. I have many errands to run. I have to find myself a hotel room, do some laundry. Well, no, no. Don't mention the dude. I have to find a hotel. Well, now, how yeah. safe is oh, it? Yeah, how safe is it? I mean, honestly, how safe is it for a female, female to be hitchhiking solo? Well, not, not I don't really know. a good yeah. idea. And I only did it. I've only done it a couple of times. And one of the times, the <laughs> guy was like, hey, I'm going to get something to eat. And I was so hungry. <laughs> I was like, Cool. I'll go with you. I mean, he asked me, do you want to get something to eat? And I was like, yes, because I am starving. But then it turned into like, so what are you doing later? You know, maybe we should go do something. And I was like. Uh-oh. Oh. That's when you heard the psycho. That's, yeah. when you, that's when you tell me you got a lot of laundry to do. Yeah. And I basically was like, well, I, I wish I could, but I'm meeting up with some people from my hometown. They're waiting for me. Got some laundry blah, to blah, do. Blah, blah, Groceries to buy. Yep. My, Socks sorry. to darn. My Marine Corps boyfriend's meeting me in town. <laughs> you know, he's a commando. And, you know, he's just Hitchhiking right. etiquette, though. What about the hitchhiking etiquette? You know. I know. I know the hitchhiking etiquette. All right. It's, it's in all the trail books. All right. All oh. the trail books. Drop some yeah. science, D'Lo. Take off your sunglasses. Yeah. Yes. Take off your sunglasses. Take off your hat. Take off your hat. Another one that's not in the trail books, but which is actually very uh, courteous to the person who will be picking you up, is to lather yourself up with sunscreen. Really? Because the sunscreen will kill the body odor that you have developed over the past few days. Oh. Yes. So put on that sunscreen, people. Hmm. And smile. Yeah. Smile at everybody, even as they blow past you at 70 miles an hour. In the middle of nowhere, <laughs> when you're 40 miles from town, just smile and wave. So maybe, sh- maybe we've gotten ahead of ourselves. I know there's a certain section of the oh. audience who's like, why would you even need to hitchhike? Oh, no. So may- Is there that I, section? I, I don't know. Well, if you've never done a through hike before. Maybe not. Hitchhiking, what do your parents tell you from the time you're six years old? Don't ever do it there, boy. 
Well, not quite like that. That's yeah. probably how Mag's mom sounds. But... <laughs> you don't want to be hitchhiking poorly. Poorly. No, no, no. Only bombs hitchhike. You, 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 there, boy. It's dangerous out there, poorly. You should stay inside. <laughs> no, no. You got it almost, but it's oh, yeah. poor. You gotta get that. Paul. Paul. Paul, I didn't raise you to be like that. Don't hitchhike. You meet, meet some bad guys. They'll, 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 they'll be bad people. Paul, you should stay in the house. You're living on the fringes of society, Paul. I don't think my mom... Never mind. Does your mom know that you've hitchhiked on... Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, it, she freaks her out, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> Any other hitchhiking karma tips? Oh, well, do we need to talk about why you would need to hitchhike? Because you get to a, you only carry like five days of food, and then you get to a pass, and you're like, oh, this road goes into this town, and there's a Taco Bell and a grocery store. Sweet, let's go. Or you could walk 50 miles off the pass to Salmon, Idaho, if you wanted to. Yeah. You could, but if why? you really hate yourself. But you yeah. need to pack an additional two days of food to make that 50 mile <laughs> walk. When you've already packed five days of food for that 125-mile hike. And, you know, some would argue it's a great way to meet the locals. Happy Joe is all about hitchhiking. One of our friends in the PCT, he loved it because he met a lot of the locals he otherwise wouldn't meet. Oh, yeah. Had some great stories. One of the things that we did is we had a little um, piece of Tyvek, and on one side we wrote, uh, like, nice hikers to trail, and on the other side, nice hikers to town. So that way... Depending on whether we're hitching to town or back to the trail, we always had a sign ready to go. And a piece of Tyvek weighs, it's pretty minimal, you know, a 12-inch by 12-inch square. It should square be Cuban, Cuban fiber. Well, you might not be able to see the uh, letters in. True. I don't know. But yeah, see, now, in, through. In, in thinking about this, I feel like the sign is almost kind of, it, it almost uh, paints you as like kind of a homeless person, which you are. But here you are, <laughs> the side of the road, homeless person with a sign, might as well say, you know, veteran, help me out with your money type of thing. You know? Well, I don't know. We it's actually got a couple rides on the CDT by people that said, I've never picked up hitchhikers before, but your sign said hiker to trail. Yeah. And, and they picked we, us up. Yeah. And they I think picked it helps us up. that he was hiking with a car. I was going to say, I have, yeah. a, I have two theories about hitchhiking. One, you're more likely to get picked up by a pickup truck. That's yes. very golden. I prefer that. Yeah. You can get in the back. They don't have to yeah. smell you. You feel relatively safe. Right. And there's kind of a an order of how easy to get hitchhiking. You're a guy by yourself. You're just skeevy. You're going to scare yeah. people. If you're two guys, Especially. Oh. I don't know if any of our listeners <laughs> have ever seen pictures of Mags and D'Lo when they're through hiking, but I'm surprised they ever got a ride ever. Or, or really just even on the weekends nowadays. <laughs> yeah. It's Honestly. true. It's true. There's been mornings when I've met Mags at a trailhead, and he looks like he's been on trail for three weeks, and he's like just out of bed that morning. Poor my stubble, my old grungy hiking clothes. Yeah. I mean, I think I was born with perma stubble. It's just amazing. <laughs> It's just how it is. But two guys hitchhiking. Okay, two buddies out backpacking. A couple, no problem. Maybe they're on a Brokeback Mountain adventure. <laughs> Maybe. I wish we had Safe. Sidewinder in here to talk about his eight hours yeah. of hitchhiking. That we should get him in here as a guest panelist. He'd be great. We yeah, should. We'll, we'll have him tell that story when he comes in. Okay. Segway but, into the well, ultimate karma hitchhiking story. Yes. By yours truly. Yeah, I've been wanting to hear this, man. All right, so here it is. You've really hyped this thing up. This You better deliver. This dude. is a great story. It's very okay. amazing. I laugh, I cried, it's better than cats. Wendy, do you know this what story? isn't better than cats? I don't know. Dilo's better half is in studio listening in. He, live, she nodded yes. So. A live audience. Give a little, say hello, Wendy. Hey! <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Dilo, let's hear it, man. The ultimate karma hitchhiking story. 
was 11 years ago. <laughs> August 2001. Okay. You have to do that math in your head real quick. I did, yeah. It was 11 years ago. August of 2001. Um, it's 2013. Yeah, man. You, your math is off. 11 years ago this summer. August of 2001. Then it would be 12 years ago. Yeah. August of 2001. <laughs> I'm hitchhiking out of Jefferson, Colorado. Back really? up to Kenosha Pass on the Colorado Trail. Okay. I'm about five days into my Colorado uh, trail hike. I had... Got laid off from work, decided to hike the entire trail, Yeah, and I set off from Denver about August 24th or something like that. A little bit late for a CT hike. 15 years ago. 2001. All right. So, here I am, starting to rain, light drizzle coming down, lightning in the distance, no trees anywhere. Finally, you know, standing there, went into town just to kind of get a day and a half of food to get to Breckenridge, Colorado. And Jefferson's Another, not much of a town. No, like, but there's a there's a convenience store, there's a barbecue joint. It's all I needed. And that's about it. There's a post office, ice cream place, a couple of houses. That's all I needed. That's all Jefferson is. So I get a ride. A guy pulls over. And we pulls over. He's got long blonde hair, tattoos, wife beater shirt on, no mm. sleeves. We get to talking. Turns out he's from New York State. I'm from New York State. Offers me a ride to Denver. So no thanks. Just going up to the pass. You know. Um, looked like a rock star. Yeah. Had, had shades, long, long, uh, straight blonde hair. Just kind of memorable for that reason. Drops me off. Get on with my hike. Go on with my life. Hmm. That's it, right? So. What kind uh, of story is this, man? I mean. That, it was know. eight years ago. It's not over. It's not over. Tw- okay. That's about halfway through, right? So yeah. it's pretty unmemorable to that point. Just another yeah. guy gave me a ride, right? Yeah. So um, later that year. Um, March took a little winter vacation with some friends of mine, roommates at the time. We went out to uh, Vail, um, saw a concert there, did some skiing, and I'm uh, driving back by myself. And it's a Sunday, and I was coming over Hoosier Pass, which goes over the uh, the, the Continental Divide. It's, Not, that's between Breckenridge and Fairplay, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. And Hoosier Pass on a Sunday afternoon in March. Fair amount of traffic. Everybody's going back to Colorado Springs, where I lived at the time. Yeah. Um, and people are in a hurry. You know, people are driving big monster trucks and SUVs, and they got a bunch of skis on the top, and big families, and everybody's in a hurry to get back Sunday night so they can gross, go grocery shopping, and they're driving fast. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't in a big hurry. I was uh, packing up my stuff and heading back east to drop it off at Mom's house and go hike the Pacific Crest Trail. Damn. Those were the days, dude. Were the, those were the days. Those days are no more. Anyways, so we're coming over the pass, coming over the pass, lots of traffic, people just, you know, right right on my ass. It was, it was too much, too much. So yeah. what do I see on the side of the road? Hitchhiker. Sweet, there's my opportunity. Pull over, give this guy a ride. Because yeah. I figured he was just going from um, Alma to Fair Play, you know, because he was just on, in one town, 10, 10 miles away from the next town. And a, sure. lot of, a lot of people do that out there. And it was a good opportunity for me to get off the road, and all these people were just driving, you know, Right, right, right behind me. Too stressful. Get out of the way. All right, so pull over, give this guy a ride. Yeah. Gets in the car. We're shooting the breeze a little bit. You know, hey, where are you from? Oh, I'm from New York. Oh, me too. You know, I kind of look over at this guy. He's got long blonde hair. No way, I man. say to this guy, hey, do you have tattoos? And he looks right over at me and says, I gave you a ride. Oh. Wow. And now That's you right. know the rest of the story. That's it. That's all there is to it. That's 100% it. full circle. So the where was he going? He was going to Fairplay to his job at a pizzeria. When he picked you up, was he living in Fairplay at the time too? He or? was no, I think he was 
I'm not sure where he's living at the time. But Jefferson's he, not far from Fairport. Yeah, really? he might have been yeah. living that way. I'm not really sure. He was going wow. into Denver that day. But there you have it. Full circle, 100%. The That's, ultimate karma hitchhiking story. And, and I know we've already discussed it before, but the first time that P.O.D. and I met you was yeah, we, we had our thumbs out on Rabbit Ears Pass near Seamoat Springs. And this black car pulls over. I think that's the car that you're trying to sell. That right? is right. the car. Wow. Any, anybody who want a new uh, <laughs> you 2004? You should sell that car for more. 2004 Toyota Matrix, $6,000. $6,000 for a trail show listener. That's and right. it has his hiking stickers on it. And it was in the walkie-mentary. And it's fresh. It, this car is famous, people. Freshly detailed. <laughs> It has that new car smell, even. It's just amazing. Really? Oh, you yeah. can contact me on Facebook. D'Lo pulled over for us two grungy hikers and Gimpy. on the side of the trail. And Gimpy yeah, was and we with had us. our dog with us. D'Lo pulled over. And then I don't know if you know what happened with your car. But <laughs> I POD, do know what happened to my car, yeah. Okay. I left it there and I let, the key, I let Sidewinder borrow the keys. Yeah. And he drove and he was like, wow, this is amazing. I'm hiking out to a trailhead with a pair of keys in my hand and there's a car there <laughs> and I'm going to drive it down into town and resupply and he did but I told him to put a little bit of gas in there because I didn't have quite enough gas to go into town and back up and then to the next gas station so and, he did and then POD burned all your gas going on a oh yeah maybe. emergency uh, convenience store run did you know about that? Uh, I don't think so <laughs> I woke up in the early 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 hours of the morning and I was like I got to go into town, get some tampons. Yeah. So <laughs> I went into town from so the past. She knocked on Sidewinder's tent. Was Which like, is another great thing because this car that's out in my driveway that is for sale right now gets 36 miles to the gallon on the highway in the summer. It's really <laughs> and great. And it's a nice sporty gun. manual transmission. Sporty and it's got really cool rims, right? It's got some nice rims right now. <laughs> no zip ties. No, no zip, zip ties. No zip ties. Those are some fresh uh, so aftermarket it, t- Fake Toyota rims. If you're in the market for an 04 Matrix, please email Delo at Delo at thetrailshow.com. Make him an offer. And if you donate enough money, maybe we'll get. <laughs> donate. And I think that that wraps up our, our segment beer. on the etiquette of hitchhiking. All right. I tell you what, let's go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the North Pole conspiracy. They're frauds. Just like Grandma Gatewood. That broad. Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Now hit the damn donate button. The Trail Show. with 40,000 trail miles. Disco, the Princess of Darkness, Mags, and D'Lo. And we're back. Head on over to cafepress.com slash the trail show to get all your trail show swag. We've got shirts. We've got pint glasses. We've got coffee mugs. Socks. We don't have socks. We've got other things. you got to check it out. Didn't and you? those pint glasses would be great for when you're drinking your Great Divide Brew, which is delicious. Thanks again to Curtis Ware. But don't bring them to the brewery because they have their own pint glasses there. They do. So leave them at home and enjoy 
than with your friends. So I'm about to get into a little bit of that IPA, and also we got the Belgian style L. I haven't had either of those two yet. I've had the IPA before, but never the Belgian style. Pod, what do you think of the Belgian style? Um, it's fantastic. I don't even know what I'm drinking anymore. That's where I am. Oh no, people, we've <laughs> lost her. But it's not Belgian. What I'm having right now, but I do love the Belgian. It's, it's fantastic. So right now, love it. Mags is going to talk about the North Pole conspiracy. Well, North Pole Conspiracy is a great documentary on Sestonian Channel for free. SestonianChannel.com. 45 minutes. 45 minutes. It's not too long. It's great for, say, a work night. Yeah. But but it's about the exploration of the North Pole. And there were two main people who claimed to have done it first. Robert Perry, who's traditionally been the first person to reach it. And he's a jerk. Oh, and Frederick Cook, who's also a jerk. But, you know, he cleaned the region, too. And, you know, we're, we're laughing about it because this whole goes into it. They're both frauds. Well, I didn't know there was any conspiracy to begin with. I just didn't know the story. Well, you know, like most of us, it's like a one-sentence, you know, blurb in your history book in sixth yeah. grade. Oh, Robert Perry. Okay, great. Wonderful. Yeah. But as you get into it, you're like, oh, wow, they totally faked it. I mean, Frederick Cook has a whole history of faking things. He went to what they call fake peak now. He claimed to have done Denali. Mm-hmm. At 20,000 feet. He faked <laughs> orgasms? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Whoa, hey. Hey, where is the... Whoa, hey, yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> but he claimed to have done Denali, which is 20,000 feet roughly. He faked it at a small summit of 5,000 feet, 19 miles away from Denali. And oh he tried gosh. to pass it off. And Robert Perry, he was an engineer, so he could... He posed the people in a certain way on the North Pole itself and he posed them in a certain way so you couldn't really tell where the angle of the sun was with wow. the shadows so he, yeah there was some forethought that went into that yeah photo. and he dis- he somehow got a hold of robert C- uh cook's records yeah and he destroyed them so there'd be no way he could prove he did it first unbelievable and he dug up um, one of the guides for mckinley they called it more then to give an affidavit that they faked it <laughs> the guy denali but paid him even though it was true but he still yeah still. to come forth right. yeah but, I mean, the whole, they thrash each other in public, and turns out after doing investigation, they finally proved, yeah, they were both full of crap. And as a little footnote, no one reached uh, North Pole on foot until 1968. Yeah, that was crazy. It was the, so much later. Wally yeah. Herbert, yeah. And I guess... Was North he Canadian? British. British. And apparently, the North Pole is harder to get to than the South Pole, because of the pack ice. Yeah, so... what? And it's always moving. Yes. Well, I was going to ask, aren't there certain periods of the year where the North Pole is actually water, open water? Well, not now, but they. Okay. The, this is going off on a tangent, but the theory is, as you know, climate change kicks in, okay. <laughs> it, it might be. Yeah. It might be open water at some point. Yeah. yeah. But it's a great documentary. Um, yeah, I well enjoyed it. it. It's just, as you said, I never knew about the conspiracy no. and the, the slamming. And, and how about the guys that like have spent their lives researching this information? That's actually kind of wow. cool. I mean, yeah, I was impressed. That's a calling for you, sir. It is. <laughs> it's on Smithsonian's website. What's yeah, that again? SmithsonianChannel.com. And you could just type in North Pole Conspiracy on their Yeah, it's one box. of the featured documentaries. They have a lot of documentaries, but that's the featured one. Right D-Lo now. has something to say. Just like that, man. Just type it in. Boom. Yep. Boom. That's it. North Pole Conspiracy. What did you think, Dilo? I, I laughed. I cried. It was better than cats. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, folks. I'm going to debut a new segment this month. What? Because we don't have enough segments. Yeah, dude. This is a quick one, though. All it's right. just going to be a monthly trail tip 
from yours truly. And it's time for Disco's Trail Tip of the Month. What the hell was that? Dude, that was my intro music. What do you mean, what was that? You want to hear it again? Let's get into it. And it's time Ready for to rumble. Disco's Trail Tip of the Month. Trail Tip of the Month! Maybe that's a better intro. Yeah, so, I don't know, because I could follow up your uh, heavy metal explosion thing there with, with me just yelling. <laughs> so yeah. my, my idea with this segment is just to give out a short tip that I picked up somewhere on the Triple Crown. Oh, God. I Wait, you mean something like, something like something like oh, put no. duct tape around your trekking poles? No, it's worse. No, I know there'll be a little more, there'll be a little more better than that. Oh, I okay. know where he's going with this. I know it. I know it. All right, so this month's trail tip... <laughs> For those of you out there that like your cuisine a little spicy, when you cook your meal, the next time that you visit Chick-fil-A, you will notice when you go to pick up your ketchup packets for your waffle fries, they also have Tabasco packets. They're the only (laughs) fast food restaurant that I've ever seen have Tabasco-sized packets Available to the masses. So Tabasco sized packets. <laughs> what does that mean? It. Tabasco sized. <laughs> or I should say mini- miniature sized Tabasco packets. Oh, okay. And so, d- d- dearest listeners, if anyone knows where I can find olive oil sized packets, <laughs> I, I, or I rather, do. Or rather, mini, you know, to go sized fast food packets of olive oil. I do know. You would. I would sell you my soul. Really? I, I know of a oh, place. Yeah. Get ready to sell your soul. Yeah. Minimus.biz. That's not a fast food place. What? You're going to have to pay for it, but oh, okay. if you go to. With your soul. If you go to minimus.biz, you can find basically like travel size and trial size and small size versions of everything under the sun. My God. We should, you know what? I'm giving them free plugs, man. We should, they need to sponsor the show. What's we'll up? Just call them afterwards. All right, so anyway. There it is. Cool. There it is. Disco's trail tip of the month. Okay, <laughs> and moving on. Wow. So, I, I think we're <laughs> I think we're done with our roundtable discussion. Let's get into our segments, and uh, why don't we start it out with the Noodleheads top ten? Another top segment. ten dreaded trail names. <laughs> Number ten, Frankenbeans. Number nine, Irritable Bowboy. Number eight, Muhammad Ali. Number seven, the toucher. <laughs> Number six, night squealer. Whoa. Number five, Mr. Happy's helper. <laughs> Number four, coochie scratcher. Oh. Whoa. Number three, cashless clay. <laughs> Number two, the meat gazer. And the number one dreaded trail name is. <laughs> The Dangler. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again to Rigatoni and Angel here at Noodlehead for another top ten. We appreciate it. All right, folks. What, what segment are we going to do first here? How about a little Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo? Dealer, are you into it? Always. All right, everybody. Hey. Hey now! Hey, Thanks for hey, listening. Baby. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, is that you there? 
That is me over here. Ooh. Hey, baby. Just kind of dancing. Is there any more IPA floating around? I don't know. You're going to have to move on to the Hades. All right. So here we go. Ask a hiker from Terry Shaver via the Facebook. Terry says, We are 57 days away from leaving for the AT. We've been planning for almost a year now. Researching and upgrading gear, watching videos, reading books, and asking questions of those who've hiked it. We've anticipated almost every scenario and condition and feel pretty prepared. But, never having actually done it, what is the one thing you wish you would have done differently on the AT hike? Equipment, preparation, or maybe even mental conditioning? I know we can't anticipate every possible situation, but every bit we can learn can only help. Thanks so much. TNT on the trail. Tom and Terry Shaver from Michigan. And shout out to TNT on the trail. They were a previous beer donator. And I think they had some questions. Whoa. 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 So Sorry about that. If you're not catching the theme here, folks, you donate to the trail show, you show up and ask a hiker. That's right. That's right. Anyways, what would you have done differently? Personally, me, I would probably have uh, packed a lighter pack. Yeah, I probably would have learned about more of the traditional, I should say traditional Western uh, long-distance hiking, lightweight backpacking things that seemed to go missing last I knew on the Appalachian. That's what I would have done differently. And, um, well... When I was 24 or so, when I did it, it was quite fun to hang out with everybody. But were I to do it again in my 40s or 50s or 60s, um, I'd probably hike southbound. Ooh. And uh, I'd probably not hang out with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. I, was, I was thinking I probably would spend less time in town. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, I was also young and single. So, you know, the odds were in my favor. And... Um, the odds were good, but the goods were odd. Yes, exactly. And, uh, yeah, I think I would... Because I think the best through-hiking experience I've ever had was on the PCT with my um, my soulmate here. Oh, shucks. And um, we spent so little time in town, so I think I would spend yeah. less time in town. Yeah, I would I would um, ditto that. And I would also recommend a blue sponge. Oh, Jesus. But I, I would say if you're 22 whoa, years old... Whoa, I'd whoa. say if you're 22 years old, 24 years old... Spend time in town. Absolutely. Because it'll be the time of your life. Or, you know what I would do? I would take more narrow days. I didn't really know about the concept of narrows on the AT. Which, for our listeners, camp two or three miles outside of town, go in. It's almost like a zero day. Less expensive. You feel just as rested and get out the following day. No, you get out the same day. Or get out the same day. Well, this is the AT, so we we can't push it too much. We'd camp like two miles from town, get up early. No, actually, we'd sleep in, go into town, have break, hang out. Then have late lunch, early dinner, and then hike out like one mile. But narrow days, which I knew about when I did yeah. the AT, just it's logical, but I didn't think of it then. Don't be afraid to take blue blazes. Yeah. Don't be afraid to take blue blazes. In fact, there's a lot of I would say stuff out there. Take the first blue blaze you come to because it will free you for the rest of the trail. Free, free your, soul. your That's right. mind. And moving on to our next question. And you can laugh at all those self righteous people. From another trail show donator, Curtis Ware. Woo! Curtis yeah. Ware! We love you, we love you Curtis. You, where are your Curtis Ware, Curtis? Uh, it doesn't Ware. really matter because he's the cooler of beer that he bought for us is here. That's right. All right. Big A friend ups. of mine, Pacemaker, trail name from actually having a pacemaker, through hiked oh, wow. the PCT in 2012 and had a possible Sasquatch encounter in southern Washington before Trout Lake and Mount Adams. 
He was up all night listening to someone or something stalking his campsite. What? Other hikers he talked to experienced the same feeling at the same area. Question to the hikers and Squatch. Is there a unique or have any of you had an experience... Well, hold on a second. This English. Oh, come on, man. Wait, no, it's oh, not like dude. It's, I cut and pasted it, man. This is come on, English. dude. Question to the hikers ready. and Squatch: Is this a unique or have you an experience with a weird encounter while on the trail, dude? That's what he wrote, man. You can't bag in the listener, dude. I'm not bagging. Yeah, come on. What are you doing, Dila? I'm your, trying to read this last. Have sentence. you ever heard yourself speak? No. Come on. Not really. I don't listen to myself. Well, thank you. I just talk a lot, man. You know, I don't listen to what I'm saying. I'm not a play. I just crush right, a lot. So to paraphrase Curtis's last sentence here, is this unique, or have you ever had a weird experience while on the trail? Anybody? Yeah, I met D'Lo in the series. You know, it's been all downhill it's too, since. It's too bad we already called Squatch because he would definitely he weigh has in a on story. this. Maybe we can get him to tell the story for, for next he, show. He yeah, has a story about he's had Squatch. Squatch has had Sasquatch encounters on the he, trail? He has had a Sasquatch encounter in his life, and it really? wasn't wow. on the trail. Really? It was in California. But it, was it was like a, at a McDonald's and weed or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. While he was buying i tell you what. Next show, make sure we, we'll make sure to ask him. Yeah. Curtis, I, we will we will continue this discussion thread on our next. I have show. not personally. We apologize for D-Lo's rude behavior. The saga continues. I personally have not had any weird experiences. I've had some. The only weird experience I've ever had is hiking with D-Lo. That's the <laughs> weirdest weird, experience. What's, what's so weird about that? I, I actually did have a one odd experience on on the AT and ninety nine. Oh, share with us, dude. Um, so about seven miles north of Parisburg, Virginia. There's a shelter, which I'm drawing a blank on. And anyway, the shelter was kind of creepy looking. And I was there with another guy, Hurdler. Shout out to Hurdler. Uh, We were camping. We didn't stay in the shelter. We both camped out like around the shelter. And um, it's weird. I I went to sleep and I, I felt like I was really tired that day. And I went into like this deep sleep. And I actually, I'm not prone to nightmares, but apparently I I had a nightmare that evening and I remember part of it I'll spare you the details but anyway it was like a really intense dream it was really scary and sketchball and the moment I woke up there was a deer crashing through <laughs> our campsite literally 10 feet away from me and I I almost you know I hate those gave up deer, the ghost man. I hate those lame deer I hate the oh lame deer God. that just flock and pester you when you're trying to sleep man they just want to lick you it's awful. Awful. So I hate the lame deer. I actually had a weird experience on the trail. Really? I woke up. It was my first time sleeping into the stars. And I woke up. And I see these eyes looking at me. Three feet away. I swear to God. Was it d <laughs> <laughs> That was in the Sierra. Anyway. So I actually went, ah! And I was freaked out. Then the bunny rabbit hopped away. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, big, bad, burly outdoors guy. I was scared by well, a bunny rabbit. Uh, no. Rigatoni once woke up and Easy was standing like directly above him and he thought he was going to get teabagged. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. All right. That's so. Weird. All right. So those are, that basically rounds about, rounds up our weird trail experiences. Teabagging, bunny rabbits, lame deer. Yeah. And D-Lo. And nightmares. And, D-Lo. and me. Thanks, Curtis. Yeah. Thanks for donating. We enjoyed the beer.
We're still enjoying the beer. Yep, great divide. That's all we got this month here for Ask a Hiker. Be sure to send your questions to Ask a Hiker. Wait a minute, sir. Wait a minute, There was another one from Facebook. Was there? Yeah, I think so. We wrote you. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, this one is from... Sorry, I didn't see it. No, no, no. I was on the back of my sheet of paper. I'm sorry. Gosh. I have a lot of sheets of paper Remind me what I pay you people for. Certainly Sorry. not to look on the back of my sheet of paper, man. That's for sure. I printed it double-sided, everybody, That's to save the earth. A one-sided paper. That you're you holding shut up! Your I'm hands. trying to save myself here. Come on. Yeah, come on. There goes our two listeners. All right. This guy didn't donate. That's why I was trying to blow him off. Oh, man! I like the way you think, sir. Greg Dennis, man, you can make it up to us next month. Anyways, this is Greg's question for Ask a Hiker. Have you come across any true hikers with significant food allergies? Oh yeah, specifically nuts. Specifically nuts. How did they manage allergies on the trail? It seems like most trail foods include a peanut, an almond, or something of the. Yeah, not so much. I don't think that's true. The only true hiker I know with food allergies. Is pepper. Yeah. With the well, wheat. it's more an allergy. And, I mean, and pepper yeah. probably got through the uh, his food allergy situations by taking performance enhancement drugs, I think. Oh. That's later. Yeah. It's later. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later in the uh, show. Uh, but really? I, 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 that's the rumor. That's the latest rumor. I, I heard that, too. And, yeah. in fact, uh, Sarah, the she-hiker that won a day with pepper... She told me there's no way he could have performed the way he performed without some performance, performance enhancement drugs. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I hear both pepper... The Onion and some other well-known are going to be in Oprah. Yeah. Yes. What? Yeah. She like her. And they're going to open with the same 45 seconds of directed question. Yes, yeah. no questions. But, but answer our question from the Facebook. Would, she like her. From Greg Dennis. <laughs> I would say mail drops are the way you have to go. Yeah, especially if you have food allergies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And on the AT, that's no easy. There's like towns and post offices. I mean, if you, can't, you can't eat Doritos because they've been processed on equipment, they may have processed tree nuts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Time to get some mail drops. Why would you take a chance just do mail drops? Yeah. It's not as convenient, but going to anaphylactic shock in the middle of nowhere is really yeah. bad, too. Yeah. And, and Doritos in your mail drops? Whatever, man. I don't know where that came from, but it's just not good. <laughs> Doritos in your mail drops. Oh, my God. Just not doing it because you can get them at the convenience store. You don't need to send them to yourself in the mail drops. All right. So don't die. Do mail drops. And, and that's the debate. And keep out. the Doritos out of your mail oh, drops. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Okay, anyway. <laughs> and that wraps up our Ask a Hiker segment for the month of January. January. Do send your questions to Ask a Hiker to us on our Facebook page because that's a really great way for us to see them. Thanks. Thank you. All right, I'll tell you uh, what. A quick shout-out before we go to break. quick shout-out to uh, Melody George. Who sent me a message about Big ups. hiking with children? Because last week I said, why the hell would I ever have children? As a matter of fact, why don't we go back in time to hear exactly what P.O.D. did say? Why the hell would I ever have kids? <laughs> uh, wow. Hold on, let me play that one more time. Why the hell would I ever have kids? Do I need to keep playing and it? And she encouraged me to go ahead and pop out a few kids. What? She was like, I have kids and I hike with them all the time. And um, I bet she's a skier. No. And she said, hold on a second. And she said that there were, that I should check out a couple of books, Zero Days, which I think I've seen part of. And then she, she also directed me to the website for... For balls and sunshine. 
I'm sorry. Why the hell would I ever have kids? <laughs> Balls and Sunshine, which is apparently a father-daughter duo. It is. They were they were actually I at Alta West. We met them at all. I just think it's funny that his name is Balls. Or maybe that's her name. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, um, no. I think he's Balls. He's Balls. Okay. And anyway, just uh, thanks for the advice. She said to have a baby and keep hiking. And Why the hell would I ever have kids? <laughs> and doesn't she have a website? Yes, and I did not write it oh. down. Oh, boo, boo. I, I will try. post it. I'll post it, Melody. Thank you for your encouragement. Hey. And I'm not there yet, but thanks. Are you sure she's not a skier? Wait, I don't I, know. Why, well, why is he pointing to us? Yeah, what are you supposed to say? Aside from that, the skiing has been awful in the, in the hey, Mountain West because we guys, have yet to take out our Atelier AT gear because you guys, there's just been a high right. pressure ridge over the I had entire to use, western United States I had I'm to use done. purple wax in January I'm yeah. done with the okay. threats guys I'm, shut, I'm shutting the show down and Fine. we're talking about ski Wait, what just happened? I just shut happened? the show down, man. You why? guys thought it was a bluff charge, and I, I was for real. Wait, why? What did, <laughs> we, do? What did we do wrong? What did That's we do right. wrong? You guys were talking about skiing. This isn't a ski show. It's a trail show, okay? We're not talking about snow. We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. What about we got to talk about snowshoe date next month for Valentine's Day? Okay, I'll shut it down. No, this is good. You'll like. No, that's so just like hiking. It's like hiking, dude. Hey, relax, relax. We're gonna have to go to break, but real quick. It, we have a couple of shout-outs to give out. Maybe some uh, thank yous, some praise. Curtis beat. Ware? No more Curtis Ware. Come oh, on. Sorry. <laughs> hey, man, don't hate on Curtis. <laughs> We're drinking beer because of that guy. I know, but, I mean, come on. We like Curtis, man. We love you, but, buddy. Hey, we have a ton of shout-outs. All okay, right, let's do it. Let's, get, let's do shout-outs. Oh, so we had a little contest, so congrats to Wendy Cuffsmare for being our 200th like on Facebook. She won a lovely calendar. Yeah, go Wendy. And a tip of the pint glass to Emily Reed, that 199th like. Didn't quite win, but thank you for liking our Facebook page. Yeah. And to Deanna Campbell and boyfriend David Schroeder for at 201th like. So that's a runner-up, a shout-out, and a tip of the pint glass. So thank nice. you. Nice. I All like right. it. <laughs> Thanks to Curtis Wave. <laughs> Damn it, D- Curtis! You've taken over the trail show. <laughs> but, but he, he said, freaking out, man. But he said, "Don't bag on you know his other Missouri, bear." Yeah. And you know what? He suggested Boulevard Bear. I've had Boulevard. Bear. We had Boulevard we had it last month. It Take is seven. A, we it, had it on the show. It, no, it's a good beer. It's delicious. We had it on the show. There you go. <laughs> oh my God. Stuff. You sound like your dad. <laughs> exactly like your dad. We had it on the show. <laughs> uh, and well, I think we're gonna do non-Colorado beers, Duda. Oh, I I don't know if I'm for this, but yeah. you well, know. who cares what you're for? You're we not don't the have only to. Person on the show, we don't yeah. have to have non-Colorado beers. Yeah, who cares beers? what you're for? We're Forget doing Belgian bear for crying out loud. Yeah, uh, yeah. And how about this? Screw the backcountry rangers. Yeah, <laughs> um, a little. A little shout out to some co podcasters, Pox and Puss. Um, Love the show. Who? Pox and Puss. The, oh, jeez. The Pox and Puss podcast. AT, it's more of an AT focused podcast. It is okay. an AT focused podcast. They, it's available they, on iTunes. Are they Blue Blazers? Just listen to it. It's yeah, you got to check show. it out. Okay. And if you, you can find out all about Diva Cup Tea at the Pox and Puss podcast. Um, available on iTunes or just. Focus, Max. Focus. Just do a Google search. Yeah. 
Um, and rumor has it there might be a crossover podcast in the future. Rumor yeah, we, we we can't talk rumor about it too much, it. but there's some there's some discussions going on behind the scenes right now amongst but, some not of, definite, but amongst, maybe amongst their program director and our program director about maybe our people are talking to their people. Our sponsors, I think the sponsors just have to work. Yeah, out. yeah, we got some. There's some sponsors. Deal, so pe- Curtis. You know. <laughs> So basically, Curtis is emailing Pox, and and he's also emailing D'Lo, and you know, trying to make sure it all work. (laughs) Hey, can I give a quick shout out? Please do, Curtis Ware. Curtis Ware, Uh, of course. Um, So backpackinglight.com published two of my chapters from my hike with complete with photos. Yeah, and big thanks to them for doing that. And I'd also like to just say. Uh, any of you folks that are interested in pack rafting, head over to backpackinglight.com. They've got a Kickstarter project going for a pack rafting video series and documentary. Thanks to BPL, seriously. I mean, I you know, I was kind of floored and at the response I got on the two it chapters. It was a great thing. I will say BPL had a great series on skiing recently. No. Backcountry actually, skiing. No. That's the truth. Actually, no. I, I saw that, and I, I didn't read it. I was actually... <laughs> I was actually thinking about, you know... You were probably fuming when you saw that. You yeah. probably turned red, started shaking, sweating. I almost shut down the show. Yeah. Or or your computer. Yeah. <laughs> so, any more shout-outs? Or... That, that's it. Curtis Ware. One more time, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go to break. We'll come back with P.O.D.'s Ask a She-Hiker. I and... did mine. Oh, yeah. it, are, you, are you done? Yes. I think we, I think we got Mags' gear review and trail news. And Trail of the Month. Trail, trail of the month. month. When we come back. The Trail Show. Less gear. More beer. Broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. And we're back. We need every one of you to go over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, leave a positive comment, and give Curtis Ware a shout-out. <laughs> All right, let's get right into Trail of the Month. This month, we're talking about the Long Trail. The great granddaddy of long-distance hiking trails. Now, was that Ben Mackay or Mayan Avery? Who was the Long Trail founder? Well, it was a Green Mountain Club. Oh, see, I blew it there. I, but no, then, like, I think it was a particular single person, wasn't it not? One of those oh, two gentlemen he mentioned. Oh, are you suddenly the historian here? No, no, I don't sorry. Think so. All right, I, sorry. No, but Benton McKay was inspired to create the Appalachian Trail while on the Long Trail. Oh, okay. On Stratton Mountain. On Stratton Mountain, when he was caught in a very fierce storm. Oh, he, to be on Stratton Mountain. With the sparkers and the colored balloons. Anyway, <laughs> it's a great granddaddy long-distance hiking trails. Okay. Formed in the 1920s. That's um, a long time ago. A long time Almost ago. 100 years. It predates the AT by about a decade. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's about 275 miles long. Whoa. It has white blazes the whole way. Dude. Hmm. And yeah. it shares what a hundred miles with the about a hundred miles. Here's a little piece of trivia because it predates the Appalachian Trail. For the longest time, when the AT split from the Long Trail, the main junction. Don't yeah. say it. Don't say it, dude. It's true. No. Yes. It's not. It is true. The I, AT had blue blazes. Oh, I, what, dude? No. What true, are you talking about? True story. 
the f- here. I'm out. I'm done. This is that urban legend. <laughs> the Green Mountain Club used to paint their section, the Appalachian Trail, that split from the Long Trail, Blue Blazes. Oh, man. Because what? that's a side trail to the older Long Trail. Wow. And at least up until the late 90s, early 2000s, you could very faintly see... Very faintly see blue blazes on the trees. Really? When it split from the main junction. I heard in the early 2000s they cut down all those trees that had the old blue yeah, blazes it was on like, them. Yeah, that's about the time they got rid of them. And a sheer act of violence and <laughs> to kind of you know preserve the white blazes of the Appalachian. But the northern long trail... I heard that all those trees were cut down single-handedly by Curtis Ware. <laughs> <laughs> Did they cut them down with a Kaiser blade or a sling blade? Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, Northern Long Trail's more difficult, more isolated, less popular. It goes above tree line. I heard it's pretty burly, actually. I have too. I've actually hiked the Long Trail. Have I think you? Paul has as well. Is that correct? Who's Paul? Paul? Are we allowed to use? Real no, oh, I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just gave up his work identity. Yeah, what that's are you right. Doing? Uh, they call me Paulie at work. Okay, so Mags here. Max, have you actually completed the long trail? I've no? done it twice. Twice. Really? Yeah. Once I've actually in... section hiked the long trail. So you don't count. So Max, tell us more about it. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I whoa, think I whoa. think I do count. I think I count very. I, I think I weigh very importantly on this. Well, you weigh. That's yeah, sure. yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think you do, Dilo. Okay, Mags. Oh wait. <laughs> no, the, the long. It's a great. You know, it's a great prep for the AT. Actually, in my opinion. You know, do that. If you're prepping for the AT. If you're prepping. But what if you're not? I've heard it's a really beautiful hike just on its own, not trying to prep for anything. Just northern, like fall. The northern, oh, I would love to do the long trail again during the fall in New England. What about oh, yeah. in the wintertime on skis? The Catamount Trail, perhaps. Oh. It parallels the long trail in Vermont. Oh. <laughs> yeah? You guys want to talk about? How about this? <laughs> Disco, why you gotta do that to us? Why? Why? What's up, man? What's up, man? Anyway, I'll, sh- I'll keep shutting it down. Anyway, Northern Long Trail goes above tree lines. Very beautiful. I would love to do it in the fall. Um, quick resources: thegreenmountainclub.org. That's yep. the first place to go. Has the end to enders guide. Makes it really easy to plan. Oh. Uh, and the maps and guidebook. Really easy to plan we for. We should do too. that, Mo. We could. Yeah, we should. Oh. I think we it's could. a classic, pretty long quick hike. hike. New England fall it could September, be more beautiful. man. You want to roll up there yeah. in September? Sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah so. but maybe pe- we should do a trail show hike. Hike southbound on a long trail. Fall starting foliage. At, starting at the Canadian border, September one. I thought the Ring the Peak Trail Amazing. was the trail show hike. It and might be. If it I can be. give a little tip of the long trail, if you're going southbound, yeah, go 20 miles to Mount Greylock. Finish it at Greylock. <gasps> oh yeah, highest oh. point in Massachusetts. Oh, my God, just another 20 miles. You get a great view of that wonderful New England foliage and. My God, Paulie. <laughs> so there you go. Long Beautiful. trail. That's a good idea. Great granddaddy. It's on my bucket list of a fall hike, personally. Beautiful. All right, and you can get more info at www.greenmountainclub.org. Yeah. All right, yeah. Max Max has a gear review. Uh, you know, people are saying but that. But we don't do gear reviews. Well, we're, we are all about our listeners, including Curtis Ware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know... Hiking is all about the gear. I mean, all these other things. The beautiful scenery. Yeah. The experience of the long journey. The friendships just, you make. That's all. Secondary. As. If. if even. It's, yeah. it's piddly crap. The deer that crash your tent down in the middle of the night when they're trying to piddly lift the crap. salt so off your body. We're going to listen yeah. to, well, our listeners. So we're going to do a gear review. It's been really receptive. So today's 
gear review is the Ziploc bag. What? <laughs> well, it is a mainstay of hiking. I mean, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you just say the Ziploc bag? <laughs> wait a minute. Can we clarify what type of Ziploc bag are Every we talking hiker about? Carries one. Wait a minute. Or, 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 or many? Are well, we talking about gallon well, size, let's keep, let's sandwich, quart? What let's are we talking just keep about? it simple. Size. Then we'll go more specifically. The Ziploc bag, because you can organize your gear. You can hold food in it. Wait a minute. Let me. Let's get a drum. No, roll. no, dude. Too no? much. No, no one more, more sound Max, effects. Max, do it. Just okay. say it. Just say it one more time. Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, the gallon size makes a wonderful dirt bag or map case. Okay. It's a wallet. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. need a gallon size. You need a quart size. Well, for that's what I'm just saying. It's very versatile. It different depends. sizes. If you're George Costanza, maybe you need a gallon yeah. size. Disco. What do you think of Ziplocs? I, I'll tell you what. What most folks don't know about, a little-known secret, if you will. I will. You will. Okay. Pint-size Ziploc bags. You can get them off Amazon. They're not readily available in stores or whatever, but go on Amazon. They're perfect for, like, TP or if you or actually a wallet if you do want to do a Ziploc wallet. But don't combine the wallet and the TP. Because typically all you can get in stores is gallon and quart. You can get pint size on the web, people, wow. so get into it. And I'll, I'll throw this out there for those of our listeners who might find themselves in the Southern Hemisphere, especially in Latin America, hiking. Find yourself a plastic bag store. Yes, in most Latin American countries, they have stores that sell plastic bags. What? Or plastic paraphernalia. Really? Tiendas plásticas. And then, if you find huh. yourself at the tienda plástica, you can ask for Ziploc plásticas. <laughs> So really, I learned that when I was in Isn't South America. Is that called America. a plasticaria? Mm, it might be called a plasticaria, like a canisteria. Yeah. But bolsas plasticas Ziploc was what I was told to ask for when I was in South America, and I needed to resupply on Ziploc bags. Correct. Wow. So that- find yourself hiking the, the uh, Inca Trail. You need some plastic bags. Go and look around in Cusco and find yourself at the plasticaria. Thank you for that. Okay, that's good. Tip. And yeah. I would also recommend. The the double seal as opposed to the single seal Ziploc. And I would go with the brand name. Go I, with the brand name. I, I, was, I would I go was with the brand name. Brand same names. advice yeah, because totally. one time my mom sent me a Ziploc and she was like, thought she was being thrifty <laughs> using the generic bags. Don't be thrifty with And the everything was covered with Gatorade. It was like, oh. Oh. And that's my other suggestion. If you use any kind of powder drinks, get the freezer bag Ziplocs. So a nice little... Yeah, yeah. yeah. quart sized. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Ziploc bags, gear pick of the month. Do we all agree? Yeah, I'm it. into it. It's yeah. great. And I, it's a great thing. So, yes, because after all, beer is not about hiking, it's all about the gear. That's right. <laughs> Wait, what? what did you just say? Beer is not about hiking? Uh, apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. And with that, folks, it's time for Paul Magnanti's Trail News. Woo! All the news that's fit to read and hear. Max, so, what do you got? Mark Sanford. Oh, my gosh. He's running for Congress. But I wonder if he'll hike the AT first. You Remember know, him? I'm he still, was, I'm he still was the better. Governor. Remember the governor who said he was hiking the AT when he went missing? Oh, yeah. So he's running for Congress. Oh, nice. Oh, there you go. Just in more serious news. Outside Magazine, Hantavirus, Death of Yosemite. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. I want to go back to the Sanford story real quickly. <laughs> I'm a native of the Palmetto State, South Carolina, of which the aforementioned Mark Sanford was former governor. And I'm still bitter about what happened last year. He blamed his affair with a woman from South America on the Appalachian Trail. 
And, Big deal. And he lost his governorship because of it, and now Good. he's trying to get back into politics. By hooking the Appalachian Trail. No. By running for... it's a Running the Appalachian it's, Trail. It's a house seat. And he's I'm going, upset, He's going man. for the speed record. I'm upset. Is Although, he, oddly is, enough... Is he going for the speed record? POD will appreciate this. So, he's going to be running against Stephen Colbert's sister. Really? Really. Wow. Whoa. But he's so, not, not going for the speed record, then. He is not going for the speed record. He's... I don't know what he's going for. I think he's out of his mind. Huh. Okay. Any, moving on. Moving on. Um... Outside magazines, a hantavirus death in Yosemite. Google it. Great article. Wait a minute. Wasn't there a bunch of deaths in Yosemite this summer from yeah. people exposed in that and one camera? That's now? what it's about. And I won't rehash the whole hantavirus thing, although there was this massive scare. Yeah. But the thrust of the article was how a safe place, a.k.a. Yosemite, right. has become scary to many people now. Wow. Oh, Lord. So it's like the... Good... The Garden of Eden is poison. Are, are you covering the tricorner knob death? I am. Okay. Continue. So, um, locally, <laughs> a mountain lion in Boulder trapped a, a woman in a privy on Flagstaff. Did you hear about that? No, Wait that a minute. Please. Wait a minute. A, a mountain lion was stalking a woman, and she went into a privy with her dog, and the mountain lion wouldn't let her out. Oh, wow. this was in, in Boulder. Yeah, open right in Flagstaff, right? local wow. news. And even though it's local news, I mentioned this with one more news item real quick. Uh, Yosemite is putting caps the amount of hikers on Half Dome. No way. That's probably and, a and good the reason thing. why I relate the two stories, it shows the pressure on outdoor resources. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. As more people use them. I, and I think the, uh, the message our listeners should take away from this is that you should probably just stay home. And drink. <laughs> you should buy more gear and not actually use it. And drink more beer. Yeah. Yeah. And there you go. Stay home. Nothing wrong with that. Stay Play home, your man. trumpet. Play it safe. Play your trumpet, people. <laughs> and buy my car. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Curtis Ware. <laughs> uh, New Hampshire Search and Rescues think of charging $18 for rescues. Eighteen dollars sounds like Nothing. a pretty good deal to me. Yeah, well, for anything, it's a big controversy because oh my god, they're charging eighteen but, bucks. That's, that's well. That's nothing. Well, before they charge nothing. So it's less just, than a growler. We spent more on beer tonight for the show than what that would cause for a search. I know, I know. But it's just showing people are just sick of giving. There's more and more people into the backcountry, kind of go with the theme of it. And yeah. these search and rescue groups, which traditionally are all volunteer, you know, highly professional volunteer, sure. are feeling the pressure. Yep, stresses on the resources. Exactly. Pressure. Exactly. Wow. Under pressure. So, did you hear about the pressure. avalanche in Mount Washington? No. no. There was an avalanche. Three people injured in Mount Washington yesterday. Whereabouts? Uh, Huntington Ravine. Oh, that's oh, a very wow. steep area. Yes. Was that? Had there been a lot of snow up there? Um, snow, new snow with old snow, classic combo. Uh huh. From what I understand, I haven't seen all the details yet because it's, it's a fresh news item. But dust and crust. Hmm. And everyone thinks of Colorado, Wyoming, but New Hampshire can get pretty... Well, I mean, Colorado, the Intermountain West, has just had this high ridge of high pressure just stationary. And making skiing week, suck. For the next week, ain't no snow. Skiing is horrible. And we're bringing it back. So and that was kind of interesting there. Another local one, but I think has it's a sign of things. Neptune Mountaineering has been bought out. It's a local, very well-known, actually. I heard this. Yeah. Very well-known in the mountaineering and... Being serious, the backcountry skiing community. I heard. Just, wait, I heard they got bought by Chickaphil. 
Is that correct? Chick-a-fil. Isn't that what where you got Chick-fil-A? your Chick-fil-A? Uh, oh yeah, Tabasco <laughs> packets. Dilo, yeah. man, how, how many of those Great Divide brews have you had? I this just evening? had I just had a bunch of chicken sandwiches, man. Don't blame it on the beer. <laughs> I got a beverage here, man. <laughs> anyway, some Neptune Mountain earrings being bought out by a Texas uh, conglomerate. Not oh, it was a family yeah. it has nothing to do with Chick-fil. No. Gross. No, well, they're they're family owned. They have some high end gear, but it's really hard for independent gear shops to stay open. What the hell kind of name is Chickafil, anyways? So, if you want another um, wall decoration, if you've done the Continental Divide, you can go to Continental Divide um, Org. You know, <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Divide Org. Yeah, Continental Divide. Divide dot org. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm speaking geek speak. No one says dot org or dot com. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm it's okay. No, people do say dot org, dot com, and stuff like that. They just don't say the www. I don't say that, and we never yeah. say dot com. No, but you say like the show dot com. Well, that's for our listeners, but yeah, yeah. Continental Divide dot org. It's all about efficiency. Anyway, Uh-oh. you do say my that, hair shirts you? are rising up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and they're given a plaque, and they have kind of a hall of fame on their website. So register if you've done the CDT. Oh, cool. It's a free wall decoration. Why not? Why, Why not? not? I can get another plaque? You could. <laughs> I know. Plaques galore. <laughs> to, to go to the gear collection. I'm trying to get rid of my plaque. Yeah. Oh. You should floss more. You yeah, floss, floss more. more and use uh, Listerine. Okay. <laughs> so there's a landslide in the Smokies on 441. Did you hear about that? Oh, they, wait a minute. A landslide. Like a mudslide. Like like California wait, wait, style. Wait, wait, it's kind of like this. And the landslide will bring you down. Oh, man. <laughs> I can drone. Oh, wow. <clears throat> anyway, it closed the road, 441. And I've been Is that the road into Gatlinburg? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it totally closed the road down. Weird. Yeah, weird. But speaking of the Smokies. Yeah. Hey, man, we're about to get into some serious news. So just okay, you know, sorry. This is serious crap. I forgot all the lyrics anyways. Yeah, come but on. they're coming back to me. So, so an AT section hiker died in the Smokies recently. No, what? What happened? At Tricorner and Up. What happened? They're very scant news. They're not saying it. There's rumors, and I do emphasize the word rumors, anything from natural causes to hyperthermia. Hmm. And the other rumor is that he was on a 30-mile day hike. What about... Oh, he wasn't a through-hiker. He was section hiker. Well, he was section hiker. I don't know if he was planning to overnight or not, but what I read said that he was on a 30-mile hike... It's very, very in, little information. In, yeah, in you know. January, January, 30 mile hike in January. There ain't much daylight in January, people. There, even, and there's probably even, a good bit of snow. Even the esteemed, even the esteemed Paul Magnanti, <laughs> who goes out and hikes 60 miles on a weekend after sitting around at the salt mines all week. Yeah. Oh, I hate my job. Anyway. Uh, cannot really pull off 30 miles in a day in January. They ain't, they ain't the daylight for that, for you, uh, folks. I, unless, I of course... Bad bologna. <laughs> unless, of course, you've eaten bad bologna or yeah. you're taking performance enhancement drugs. Which we're going to get into very, very soon. One of our last news items. There's a new AT superintendent. What? What the hell does that what mean? Well, <laughs> no, this is... That's it. I'm off the trail. No. See, this show is even... Exper- I'm off the trail. Did you know the Appalachian Trail is run by the National Park Service? Correct. And they have a National Park Ranger running the entire trail. And for the past 20 years, Pim Underhill's been running it. And so, she's retiring. That's a lot of running. I mean, that's yeah. 2,100... Every like, summer, she runs 2,000... That's, that's right. a lot of running, man. Yeah, dude. No, I'm being serious. It's a national park unit, the Appalachian Trail. Is so it? who's the new person? Okay. Wendy K. Jensen is coming in. But, you know, not a ranger essentially running the Appalachian Trail, at least on the national park level. Kind of cool. cool. But, you know, but there's something sad we have to bring up. 
Yeah. So, you know, Lance Armstrong came clean last night, right? Well, I, I haven't actually seen the oh, interview. Oh, he came but clean all right. Oprah just went right for the jugular. Just boom, boom, boom. She was like asking him like 10 yes or no questions. Have you used, you know, whatever. But rumor, Look it up. Yeah, but rumor has it the trail community has been looking at itself hard. Like, yes. What? <laughs> Some really soul searching. And I don't want to name names, Pepper, but rumor, ha- <laughs> rumor has it. People have been using performance-enhancing drugs to get their FKTs. Should we call Pepper? <sighs> it's too late, man. It's okay, too late. It's awake, East man. Coast. We shouldn't bother him. No, okay, he's, that's... In, he's in uh, Oh, he's in Tahoe. He's actually an hour behind. Oh, uh-huh. well. Do you guys want to call him? Dial, Dial it up. up. Come on. We've All only right. been recording for the Dilo, past two and a half here. hours. You just What's walk another up, 15 minutes? You just walk upstairs and go to bed. <laughs> What's another 15 minutes? So, you know, we, we're going to ask him. We need to get to the bottom of this. We do. It's probably some gluten-free performance-enhancing drugs. but Hey, this is Sean. Uh, leave a message and I'll get back uh, to you. Leave a message, P.O.D. Pepper, this is the Princess of Darkness. And in light of the Lance Armstrong admission... There has been some rumors that have come out about... From Mags. The possibility of other folks using performance-enhancing drugs on trail to get FKTs. (laughs) And we wanted to know if you need to be honest with us. Your reputation is on the line. If you use use performance-enhancing drugs either during your Colorado trail through hike or during your date that you won with Sarah. Or your studly, you know, snow dog dog bushing. By the way, you're on the air. Bye-bye. All right, we'll let him. Uh, we'll see if he chimes in next month. Yeah, let yeah. It, let him stew on that. And one last news item: it's very disturbing. All this, you know, FKT violations with drugs. But the help of Oprah. <laughs> what? He just made a whole lot of accusations <laughs> right there. But with the help of Oprah and Curtis Ware, we will get to the bottom of this because we cannot allow performance-enhancing drugs on our trails. That's right. That's, I support you 100%, Max. What, what about recreational drugs in a trance? <laughs> Perfectly <laughs> fine. Okay, cool. Unless it's enhancing your performance. So shrooms, pot, LSD, fine, but, you know, gluten-free dopamine, not so much. And you got to come clean. All right, with that, folks, good grief. We're going to thank everyone for tuning in today. We'd especially like to thank Curtis Ware <laughs> for sponsoring the show. <laughs> and our Great Divide beer. GreatDivide.com. We'd also like to thank all of you that have donated to the trail show since our inception in May of 2012. And we'd also like to encourage PayPal donation because, honestly, folks, you're the people that keep the show running. We got bandwidth to take care of and beer to take care of. And And if you donate to the trail show, we won't stop talking about you. That's true. That's right. We We will mention your name possibly 30 times per show. That's right. In and fact, Disco and I are going to talk about Curtis Ware all the way home tonight. D'Lo is raising rent on DiLorenzo Studios for 2013, so we've got to pay this guy to actually record the show at his house, so please. Or you could just buy my car. Head over to thetrailshow.com, hit the PayPal button, send an email to DLO.com. I'm sorry, D'Lo at thetrailshow.com about his 2004 Toyota Matrix while you're at it, go over to facebook.com slash the trail show and then head over to twitter.com slash trail show and then go oh my God. then go over to cafepress.com slash the trail show. 
We'll be back in February for the Valentine's edition of the Trail Show with more info on advertising and sponsoring the show in 2013. So stay tuned. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, D'Lo and Mags, and Curtis Ware, I'm Disco. See you next month. Ciao. Mahalo. Assalamu alaikum. CurtisWare.com. Bye-bye. And this month, Curtis Ware donated. <laughs> Today's show is sponsored by Curtis Ware. <laughs>